legacy means a lot of things to a lot of people. To some, it's lasting integrity. It's building and maintaining a history of greatness. It's making an impact on people and community. For others, it's dependable security and assurance in an uncertain time. To us, it's all of that and more. It's a mindset, a brother and sisterhood of hardworking people dedicated to doing the right thing for you and those you care about. Of growing today for a better tomorrow. That's what legacy means at Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group. What does it mean to you? Let's talk legacy. Hello, everybody. I'm Gary Michaels, one of the founding partners of Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group and the host for Let's Talk Legacy. Well, I am so excited to introduce Nick Ayala. Nick is the president and founder of Priority Life Insurance Group and a managing partner of Integrity Marketing Group. Additionally, he serves as a vice president and board member of Family First Life. And I've had the privilege of really working closely with Nick as we're building Southwestern Legacy together and gotten to know him as a good man, a good person, not just in the business, but in life. And I'm just really excited to have you on the show today. So uh, welcome, Nick. Thank you, man. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me, man. So let, let's dig in here. And you started off with a really interesting background. After graduating from college, you actually traveled the world as a professional golfer. When did you develop a passion for golf and how did you end up going pro? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. It's funny. When I was younger, you know, my dad was in the golf. I was more of a baseball guy. And I'll never forget, I was probably like around seven or eight years old. He was playing golf. I'm like, why do you play that sport? It's so dumb. It's so boring, you know, as a kid. And probably around 10 or 11 is when I went out with him once and I kind of got hooked right away. And it, I kind of dropped everything else and just kind of went all in with, with that. I thought that was going to be my future. I went to college for it. I turned pro right after college, had some success. I was good. I just wasn't quite good enough, Gary. I, I played a lot in South America, had full status on the PJ tour down there. I played in what was called the nationwide tour at the time in the US. I played in a lot of, a lot of big events uh, and with a lot of amazing guys that a lot of people see on the PJ tour now, guys like Jason Day and so many others. So it was fun. I, I was traveling 32 weeks a year. And if anyone knows, it's not the most glamorous thing in the world. I mean, if you're top 20 in the world, it definitely is. But if you're not, it's rough. And I, I had an injury to my shoulder and I had to take some time off. During that same time, it was kind of like a perfect storm. You know, I had, I had corporate sponsors like Titleist and some other big companies. And then I had a one main individual sponsor because it costs a lot of money being on the road and entry fees and hotels, cars, all that. And at the time, he was actually going through some personal stuff as well. And we just decided to kind of put it on hold and kind of separate ways as far as business-wise. And I had to take probably a good three, four months off. I had a rotator cuff injury. And I just realized, man, I just, I don't know if I want to go back. Like, I love the game, but it wasn't fun anymore like it used to be. At one point, it became a job. I honestly, Gary, I was, I was tired of making some money, but it wasn't mine because I had to repay everybody, repay sponsors. And I was tired of being broke, man. I was at a point in my life where I just, I just didn't want to be broke anymore. And had no idea what I was going to do in my life because that was kind of what I always wanted to do. But looking back, I think it taught me a lot of things as far as you know discipline and, and work ethic. So it was, it was definitely worth every moment for sure. That's what I was going to ask you. You have such a big heart. I bet you you weren't just out there golfing. You were trying to teach others and help kids and knowing the way that you are. I'm sure there, there was some of that. But what was your biggest thing you learned to get to that professional level what are you carrying into your life today from what you learned from your golf experience? I think the biggest thing, if I had one word, is discipline. As a golfer, no one's pushing you every day to go practice. No one's pushing you every day. I mean, 
I was fanatical. I was up early, early in the morning working out. I was at the golf course every day practicing if I wasn't playing in tournaments. If I played in tournaments, I was always prepared. I was very structured. I was very routine oriented every day in my life, which was a good thing. At the same time, it could have been bad too, because I, I, my big, my only regret was, I mean, I got to play everywhere all around the world. I got to play at the top golf courses in the country. I got to meet some incredible people, businessmen, businesswomen. And my biggest regret, dude, is I never, I never smelled the roses when I was doing it, you know, because I was so focused. I also never kept a lot of the relationships that I had. Again, I was just so focused on getting to where I wanted to be. And I got so close, but I I would say discipline, man, being structured because you have to be structured in golf because no one's pushing you. It's an individualized sport. It's not a team. You don't have a coach telling you get up. You don't have practice at this time. I mean, it is, it's individualized. And so bringing that to business, I think has been Probably, I would say my biggest strength is that I'm fearful of what will happen if I don't stay disciplined, if I don't stay structured. There's so much parallels in life and golf and business, um, which is why it's a really cool sport. But if I had to narrow down one, man, it'd probably be that. Well, let me ask you this. So, you know, this show is called Let's Talk Legacy. And you made a comment there, which I think is a really humble comment, is I never slowed down to smell the roses. How does that right now, leaving a legacy for the brand, Priority Life, leaving a legacy for your kids, for your wife, how important is leaving a legacy that I don't want to be known just as the, the hardworking grinder all the time? Because a lot of people that are listening to our business podcast probably are the type of people that are like us, so driven. How do you mix that? That's a great question. It's something I've struggled with, to be honest with you. And I don't mind if my legacy people say he was one of the hardest workers I've known. That's a compliment to me. Sure, sure. I posted a picture of my of me and my son one day, and one of the comments was, "Wow, you're actually human." <laughs> I la- I laughed at it, and uh, but that was a compliment to me. That's my biggest compliment, I think. I, I so I don't mind that, but obviously there's more to life, you know. And I'm at a point now where I'm able to smell the rose. I'm able to slow down a little and, and enjoy life, which is a is such a blessing. But you know, I never thought too much about my legacy person. What I've learned over the past five, ten years, and even more over the past three or four years is. The person who helps the most people wins, always. And I don't mean just wins financially. I mean wins emotionally, wins with, you know, with your faith, wins with everything. And helping people without expecting anything in return. I was going to say that because you do it because it's the right thing to do. And even if you don't get paid back for it, just because it's what you do, right? And I, I think when that happens, call it the universe, call it God, call it the law of attraction, whatever it is, it, it comes back to you and in whatever form. And I'm a big believer in that one, because I've seen it with other people and two, because I've now been able to experience it in certain ways, which is really cool. And so I just kind of strive for more with that. And, and I, and sometimes it's hard because sometimes we're human. We do expect things back and you got to check yourself. You know, it's not why you, you know, you're doing these things. You're doing it just to genuinely help and whatever comes, comes and whatever doesn't, doesn't. But I've learned that, man. I think that's something I want to kind of leave to my kids and, and, and my wife. I think we've learned that together. She's on the same page with all of that with me. Thank God because she's unbelievable, just help more people. So let's talk a little bit about Priority Life. What life events or realizations led you to founding Priority Life? And did your career in golf play a role in starting it and the connections that you had? Or are they related at all? Or was it like I debate a 360 degree other way? I'm getting life insurance now. Like, tell us a little bit about how Priority Life got started. Yeah, good question. So I never thought I'd be in insurance. I do remember playing golf one day and, and I was playing in a program and someone was like, yeah, I'm in insurance. I'm like, I had no idea what insurance, like how you made money, what, it, I had no idea. And like, you should look into it one day if you want. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I was playing, you know, I was playing golf, no <laughs> way. I had a previous company. It was a, a lead generation company and we were pretty, pretty big in a certain sector. 
And um, that sector started changing. Law started changing with the government. We had a lot of big contracts with, with Fortune 500 companies and just a lot of the law started to change. And so I was looking into other things and someone brought me like, hey, look at life insurance leads. So I was like, no, I always put it off. And finally, I was like, came to a point, I was like, all right, let's look into it. And we started generating leads for some pretty large life insurance companies at the time. And about a month in, I was like, why do they keep ordering leads? I know how to generate them. We know how to generate them, but I don't, how, how do they make money? I, it doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't understand it. So I started diving in and I realized, I was like, wow, this is, this is unbelievable. Residual income, it's recession proof. And now we know it's pandemic proof. You have a product you can offer anyone in the whole country because everyone needs it. There's so many upsides to it. You go to any of the major cities in the country, they all have, all the buildings are owned by life insurance companies. You know what I mean? It's, a, right. it's an unbelievable industry. So I started to dive into it and I was like, man, I could, I could start washing my left hand. This is my thought at the moment, at, at the beginning. I can wash my left hand with my right hand, provide leads for agents and build an agency with those leads. That, that's literally what I thought. And um, that's how it started. And when I do things, Gary, I kind of, if I'm going to do it, I do it. I don't go halfway. I just, I go all in. Just how I am, or I just won't do it. And I started loving it, man. And, and and it was very, you know, at first it was it was like any other business. How you know, bottom line, gotta make money. And very quickly it turned into this is cool. I I can help a lot of people, whether it's clients and their families, or whether it's other agents changing, you know, their lives. It's it's um helping change their lives. I should say it's it, it turned into something really magical for me and unbelievable for me. And so it's been a very fun ride. It's been a lot of learning. You know, when you're dealing with certain businesses, a lot of it's just business. In this one, we're in the people business in every way, shape or form. So dealing with different personalities and different people and understanding how I am and my personality and how to, how to change and how I need to communicate differently. And it's been a learning experience, man, but it's been a fun one too. That's interesting that you say that we're in the people business. One of uh, Southwestern Family Company's mottos is we build people and people build companies. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that so much as I'm building an agency. I'm a lot farther behind than you are. But the enjoyment, I think, of of not only helping our clients get the protection with the life insurance so they don't burden their kids and their loved ones, but how cool it is to help another agent get started and be successful in their career. To see people that you work with be successful, doesn't that touch you? Like when you see your people doing well, how do you take that? Yeah, that's probably the most rewarding feeling in the business. And I never knew that until this business. I never right. knew that feeling. And I always talk a lot when we're when conferences and things and I, I challenge people, I go, if you haven't felt that yet, you need to I challenge you to get to that point where you help change someone's life because it's addicting. It literally is. I'd say it all the time. It's addicting. And I want and everyone deserves to feel it because it could change you. It makes you better to know that you had a small piece of someone else, you know, changing their situation. Um, they did the work. You didn't do it for them, but that you had a piece of it. It's unbelievable. It's addicting. It's fun. And you just want more of it. And I think that's what we're all here to do in some way, shape or form is help change people's lives. It's awesome. So I know that one of the um, accomplishments that you always are trying to see happen with your team is to ensure that the agents get immediate results when they start out of the gate, no dilly dallying around. And I know you take enormous pride in making sure that they have the best tools and they're educated and empowered and and have everything that they need to go out and help people. Tell me a little bit about that, about wanting to get immediate results and having having the best tools in the bag so that they're prepared to go out and do what they do. Yeah. So, I mean, that that is definitely a huge deal. And that was a huge deal from day one because we need to build people's confidence and let them know they can do this. It's not a hard business, but it takes a lot of work. 
And so, you know, I was always on this mission, especially in the beginning to be very systematic. Hey, do this. We built these tools for you, these things for you. We built a lot of systems to help people have a faster start. And so, so we, we did a lot of that, especially in the beginning. And now we, you know, we have a lot of those things implemented, but it, now it's more conversation. You know, what are you trying to do? Where are you trying to go? What are your goals? Here's how you can accomplish them with what we do. And the great thing about our industry is with hard work, anybody can have crazy success right away. And you can do this right away and just go help protect people, which is why I love this business. And also anyone can do this. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. I love life insurance and how we do it because it doesn't discriminate on anything, Gary, at all. It doesn't discriminate on your height, your weight, your race. It discriminates on one thing and that's your work ethic. And that is the, the one thing that separates anyone that has success in any business versus someone that doesn't doing the right things for an extended period of time will lead you to success. In our business, you can have success almost right away. And if you can do it for an extended period of time, you'll have major success. You'll have life-changing success. And so, so yeah, it's definitely something that we definitely pride ourselves on and we work toward to get better at every day. You know, I always talk about two main emotions people experience. The two biggest ones are fear and confidence, fear and confidence. And the only difference between those two is your level of preparation. Tell me, where does that come from? Is that from your background or is it because you've seen other agents that are successful? That's what they did. They poured into educating themselves because the ultimate end product is what we're given to our clients, right? Where did that get into your head? How did that get into your mission? So you said something with fear. I mean, everyone has it, especially when they first start out in anything new, there's, there's fear. And I love fear. You have to, you have to learn to like it because it means you're doing something right. It means you're moving in the right direction. And I always say, all you got to do is run it over run over fear, run through it and, and just get to the other side as fast as possible. And when you start to understand that about being fearful, when I'm not fearful about something, I'm actually, I'm actually really fearful because I'm like, what's going on? I need to be fearful about something. It's healthy. You use it as a motivator. And a lot of people don't, you know, there's people in my family and that don't use motivators. They use it as, as a, debil a debilitator, unfortunately. And that's the majority of people. When we can get someone having success almost right away, we can get them moving past that so fast that they can get to the other side of, I can be confident in what I'm doing. I can really, I know I can do this. And, and now what we do is we have so many people having success that all we have to do is point to everyone else. Hey, look at that person. Look at that man. Look at that woman. They did this. They weren't even in insurance. I don't have to even do anything now except point to all these other men and women having massive success. Because when you, when people realize that if they can do it, why can't I? And there's no reason other than your work ethic. Everyone can do this. We have so many people to point to now that are having so much success that someone brand new comes in, they can, they can look at that and be more confident with before they even get in the field. Yeah. So you'd been in the insurance space for three years when you became an integrity partner, mm -hmm. serving more than 40,000 Americans. That's a ton of people. What's it feel like being responsible for helping that many people? It feels good. Probably again, I don't probably sit back and think about that as much as I should because it's amazing when you think about how many people you're actually and families in America, you're actually helping. I'm just always the guy that's like, we need more, we need more, we gotta help more people, we gotta help more people, we gotta help more people, we gotta help more people. And so I'm always just on that mission. Um, but when you put it in the numbers and you and you put it like that, it's it's neat, man, to know that those people are protected. You know, when they, when they do have a death in the family, at least, you know, the financial burden is not gonna be there. Can't take away the other stuff, but we can at least help take away that financial burden for them. Yeah, we're affecting people's lives. It's, it's really neat and my goal is just to, see how many people's lives we can affect. How many agents do you have in your business? We've hired thousands. We have about a thousand that write every month now, give or take, maybe a little less. And a thousand that are serving 40, 50, 60,000 people or more a year right now, okay? 
how does it feel being responsible for the people in your business? How does that differ, that responsibility and that caring as opposed to helping somebody out one-on-one for you? It's funny, man. The role changed. It changes. It, it still changes probably every few months of what my what my role really is. And my role now is to really help manage and help in a different way. I'm not I'm not in the grind day to day in the field with people anymore like I was before. So the one on one, I still do one on ones, but they're just different now. They're more motivational. They're more digging into the thought process of why they may not be having success instead of maybe even the X's and O's. And I leave the X's and O's to the people that are in the field right now. I thrive on that. I need that in my life. I need the responsibility. If you want to call it pressure, the pressure. I I don't know what to do without that. The pressure is like the adrenaline, right? That keeps you going. 100%. Yeah. People say, hey, I I haven't touched a golf club since I stopped playing for the most part. Maybe once or twice. And they go, why? And I go, because I've learned there's two types of golfers. There's there's your Arnold Palmer who just loves the game and just wants to play it all day. And then there's your Jack Nicholas who he loves the game too, but he's a competitor. And if he can't compete and he can't hit the shot that he knows he used to hit, and he doesn't have people, he just doesn't want to play. And I think I'm more of that guy, just, just <laughs> my makeup, you know? And so this gives me that, I guess, pressure cooker every single day that know that I got to help more people. We have people that are counting on us and we got to make sure we go to work and report to help every day. So you continue to grow, but you do it and you teach in both English and Spanish across the United States. Tell us about the importance of breaking the language barrier in your work. So one of the markets we missed completely, and it's it's literally because just the language barrier is the the Latin market. And so I really made it a point to find a way to break into the market, which wasn't easy. And luckily I, I found a few people. Um, we got a guy named Manuel Escudero down in Miami and a few others, John Lama and a couple other people that that are bilingual. We were able to really help and, and get them on board with building the Spanish side. So we helped in many ways as far as generating a lot of different leads for the Spanish side, whether it was for insurance or for recruiting for them. Um, where we really helped them while they were out there working their butts off, build this, the Spanish team, the Spanish market. And I'm proud of that. You know, I, I want to keep growing it. It's hard for me because there's a language barrier. So I always have to kind of go through people. Right. But, you know, we, we built out full training platforms all in Spanish lead vendors, lead platforms, all in Spanish. So it's been challenging, but fun. So I'm proud of, of what we've done. So we, you know that our show is called Let's Talk Legacy. If you were to say in one simple sentence, what legacy means to you, how would you answer that? When people first think of you, what their thoughts are of you. You know, and for me, I want people to say I'm hardworking, I'm caring. I want people to say I was a family man because I, I am. My wife and my kids mean everything to me. If they say those three things, if there's other things cool, but I think those three things, I'd be pretty, pretty darn happy. And, and I feel like I'd be successful in my life if that was the case. Talk about your partnership with our company, Southwestern Legacy, and how that's helping you build your organization. It's awesome. I'm excited. It's actually rejuvenating me in a way, to be honest with you, because I get to work with people like you and so many other really, really talented people, which is, it's always fun for me to work because I get to learn so much too, you know, with what Southwestern's done over Gosh, the course of however many, however many years, I mean, a hundred years, I don't know what it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Right. Yeah. And for me to be able to come in now and, and getting this off the ground and moving the way we need to. So, I mean, we're, we're starting to move. It's starting to go and it's going to go really, really, really fast, which is exciting. I love working with people like you, Gary, and there's so many of you. And so for me, it's exciting. I, I want nothing but the best. And so I'm willing to do whatever we have to do to, to get this to where everyone wants it. And what's cool too, is our companies are so similar. What we stand for is the same. Our core values, I think are basically exactly the same. We go about things a little bit different. I always say Southwestern goes about it. They're, they're, they're more refined. They, they, they're, they're probably a little nicer on the, 
on the surface, where it might be a little rougher on the surface. And I think the blend of it works so well. And I've been able to learn a lot. It is a culture change for us and probably a culture change for you in some ways. But what do we see all across this country? Mergers, acquisitions, partnerships. That's You're stronger when you put two good organizations together. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. So to wrap up, I wanted to ask you, I had the gift of being on your podcast. You host the Never Complacent But Always Grateful podcast. Talk briefly about that podcast and why podcasting is such a perfect medium for sharing the work that you and us at Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group are doing. Yeah, so I mean, we have a lot of different podcasts and trainings. And so we all was sitting in bed with my wife one day and I'm like, you know, we were talking, we're like, you know, there's so many of the same stuff as far as trainings, which everyone needs. Let's try to do something a little different. And I was like, man, I'm just grateful for, for everything we have. And yet I come to work all day, every day. I'm working 24 hours a day, even when I'm sleeping, I can't rest my mind, you know? So like, I'm always working. So I'm never complacent because I just want to get better. Um, and we just kind of came up with that name and, and, I, and I'm not the only one. So I, you know, I've been able to interview people like you and some others that are just constantly working, but they're so excited and happy with where they are in life and where they're going. They see a, a trajectory and they see a, not an end game, but they're able to see the, their life getting better. And so we came up with that. And so that's what that, that's about. It's about kind of your struggles, what you've been through where you are now, where you see yourself going, how you've gotten there. It's just simple stuff like that. And it's cool to hear people's stories. Awesome. So Nick, if someone's listening to our podcast today and how would they reach you? Hey, I'm all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, I'm, we're all over it. So any of those platforms, it's under Nick Ayala, contact me. We'd love to, I mean, insurance, we can help you in that way. Obviously starting this business and, and that's our specialty. So anywhere on social media would probably be the easiest, fastest, and best way to, to contact us. You can go to look at Priority Life, FFL Priority Life, Family First Life, all these companies that we're, we're involved with and partnered with. You can go to anything there and, and get all the information you need. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, my friend. I appreciate you, Gary. Thanks for having me, bud. If you've enjoyed today's podcast and want to learn more, visit us at southwesternlegacy.com slash action. Shoot us an email via our easy contact form to find out how you can become an agent or how we can meet your needs for final expense coverage. You can find this and other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Let's Talk Legacy is a presentation of the Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group, a member of Southwestern Family of Companies. 